4: You've made it through the week, by the grace of God. We're going to have a great show lined up for you today. Catholic Joe Biden, President of the United States, calls for government-wide response to Texas law. Nancy Pelosi, too, says it's a catastrophe that the babies uh, might not be aborted in the state of Texas another catholic kind of a breaking story there but there's a bunch more 44 people unfortunately so far have lost their life to uh the uh, storm ida that was a hurricane in louisiana is now a, a tropical storm that's uh ransacked all the way up into the northeast new york and new jersey it's uh, there's a lot of flooding and damage going on there and again at least 44 dead were praying for the repose of their souls and the and the, uh, I guess the recovery from all this is pretty tragic. Uh, there was a terrorist attack in, uh, in New Zealand. An ISIS uh, migrant came into a store, started stabbing people. A lot of news today in the, that is not so much fun to cover, but uh, that's going to be a part of the conversation today at 15 past and the What's Concerning Us. And then, of course, at 35 past the hour, we're going to talk with a, an Irish priest from Galway, Father Brendan Kilcoyne. He has a YouTube channel that is quite entertaining, I would have to say, uh, very, uh, very fun, very engaging, but also uh, compelling, makes you want to think about your faith and some of the big issues of our day. We're going to talk about Ireland. Has it been lost to the Catholic faith? Is it too late for Ireland? What about the upcoming upcoming synod, you know, the, the worldwide synod that's been going on? Uh, Will this help Ireland? Will it reinvigorate Ireland? What will be the conversation that will be had during the Synod? Will it include things like personal holiness, chastity, and uh, reverence at Holy Mass, and others? Uh, Father Brendan Kilcoyne is going to be our guest to discuss that. So it's going to be a jam-packed show. Hopefully you can join us for all or part of it, but we're looking forward to it. Good morning to you, Janice.
5: Good morning, Joe.
4: Praise be to God. Uh, Anything in the news that stands out to you?
5: Um. Something interesting that I heard is Pope Francis was interviewed uh recently, and he says that uh reading the mass in Latin. Is like laughing at the word of God. So that was interesting. I wasn't sure how. Pretty credible. sad, actually. Yeah. Yeah,
4: he said it. I read. I read it <laughs> yesterday in the transcript of the interview.
5: Mm, yeah. Mm. Another thing that really interested me was that their uh, Harvard University hired a atheist to be a <laughs> chaplain.
6: What? Well, uh, yeah. Which that seems reasonable. Really
5: no. contradicting to yeah. the role of a. chaplain. Are you saying
4: atheists can't be chaplains, Jenny's
5: well, I'm. Yes. yeah, it just doesn't sound logical.
4: <laughs> speaking of which, uh, Adrian Fonseca is here on the
2: ones and twos. Good morning to you, Adrian. Speaking of atheists or speaking of chaplain? Um, um, well, this is awkward. Um, or illogical. Or that illogical. I know that that's an option, <laughs> option. as well. No, that's great.
4: Either one of you doing anything interesting over the weekend?
2: Uh Sleeping that's, wow. <laughs> that's I mean, fascinating it's, it's very fascinating it's fascinating. very intriguing yeah i'm gonna yeah. be at church uh-huh. all weekend
5: same uh, here sleeping and cleaning <laughs> my home
2: <laughs> well praise be to god for
4: that uh i am excited i can't wait i'm gonna go dove hunting for the first time ever today out in san antonio Uh, with SAFA and uh, San Antonio Family Association, a big fundraiser for them, who supports our Catholic Radio Apostolate financially every year uh, with a gift. And we're very grateful for their support. So I've had the wonderful opportunity this year. It's been eight years they've been asking. I haven't been able to go. Well, this year I get to go. So I'm taking some of my kids. We're very excited after the show we'll be headed that way. And it, it ought to be fun, fun weekend. So that looking forward fun. to That sounds fun. That's a g-
5: good bonding time with your kids. Yes. That's great.
4: Praise be to God. And I'm looking forward to making skewers out of the dove meat. It's going
2: to be so delicious. I, I expect to have <sighs> dove meat <sighs> on Monday morning Ooh, yes. uh, for breakfast. I expect it too. And uh, if we don't, <laughs> everybody will be hearing from hearing about this. I
4: it's I've just, never
5: just, tasted know. dove before. So. Neither have I.
2: But I hear it's tasty, especially
4: with jalapenos and cheese. Very mm. pigeony. Yummy. Is that what it is? I'm pretty sure a dove is just a pigeon. Have Have you had dove meat before? Um, No. No. Okay. Well, I'll let you know. How about that? We'll, we'll find out on Monday. We'll, we'll let everybody know. We'll find out we'll on Monday. We'll do a
2: taste testing live. Yeah. Praise be to God. Hey,
4: good morning to you guys hanging out with us on the live uh, video streams this morning. Clarissa, Carmen, Jeff, Justina, and... And uh, and Lori and everybody mm-hmm. else, praise be to God. Michelle, buddy, and it's all good to see you again this morning. Patty, our friend uh, from South and Central Texas, good morning to you, Sean. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us today. Do us a favor and share us with friends, whether you're listening on radio at the station of the Cross up in. And- Massachusetts and New York and Ohio, wherever you're at today, Alabama and Florida, Washington, D.C., Virginia, Maryland, Texas, or New Mexico, Kansas even, wherever you are today listening to us, do us a favor and share us with a friend. We would be very grateful, but we got to jump in. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to Thy protection implored Thy help or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now the headlines with Janice.
5: Good morning, friends. Thanks for tuning in to Catholic Drive Time. I'm Janice Valenzuela, and here are your headline news for today. From LifeSite News, in an extensive interview on Spanish radio, Pope Francis suggested that pronouncing the readings at Mass in a language that is not widely understood, such as Latin, quote, he states, would be like laughing at the word of God, end quote. From LifeSite News, also, Canada's Liberal Party election platform goes on the attack against pro-life groups, Justin Trudeau's party plans to remove the charity status of pro-life groups and pour money into so-called sexual and reproductive health programs instead. Former President Donald Trump issues a full-throated endorsement on Herschel Walker's run for U.S. Senate in Georgia. Herschel Walker is a friend of Trump, a patriot and an outstanding America, who is going to be a great United States senator, Trump quoted. He embodies America first and the winning spirit of Georgia, Trump declared in his statement. From Blaze News... Democrats in the California State Senate voted in favor of having all active registered voters receive a ballot through the mail prior to each election, according to the Associated Press. Also from the Blaze News, CDC studies have found that over 80 percent of U.S. adults have some immunity to COVID-19. Uh, The CDC notes prior infections offer similar protection as vaccine. A recent survey of blood donations has found that over more than 80% of Americans over the age of 16 have some level of immunity to COVID, a figure that could have a massive implication on the the country's public health policy moving forward. From Catholic News Agency, Bishop Robert Barron, the Bishop of Los Angeles and founder of Word on Fire Catholic Media, stated on Tuesday that Harvard University chaplains made a complete and abject surrender by electing an atheist as the president of their association. He quotes, What bothers me from Barron in August 31st is, is a complete and abject Object surrender on the part of the presumably good religious leader at Harvard, who chose this man End quote. if a professed atheist counts as a chaplain, which is to say a leader of religious services in a in a chapel, then religion has quite obvious to mean nothing at all End quote. Catholic from the Catholic news agency. The leaders of the traditional Catholic institutes appealed this week to the French bishops for a mediator to address the challenges presented by Pope Francis's *Moto Proprio* *Traditionis Custodes*. From Catholic News Agency, according to a recent letter issued by Archbishop Cardinal Donato, several parishes may continue to celebrate traditional masses in the archdiocese, but several others must cease. Cardinal DiNardo has said in his implementation of Pope Francis's new motu proprio from the Epic times, the Pentagon has a range of tools to compel military services to get COVID-19 vaccines after the food and drug administration has fully approved the Pfizer vaccine last month from Epic times, New York statewide eviction moratorium will be extended through January, 2022 governor Kathy. Hoshu office announced on Thursday, and a group of 100 landlords in California gathered in front of the New York governor, governor's office to protest the eviction moratorium imposed by the CDC. The landlords quoted, everything is becoming very communist. They are troubled about the moratorium extension. The World Health Organization is urging countries to hold off on giving COVID-19 booster shots through September so that poorer nations can provide citizens with their first dose of the vaccine. And those are your headline news for this morning. God love you and have a blessed Friday.
2: The saint of the day is Pope St. Gregory the Great, one of my favorite popes. He was born in 540 AD at the, in Rome, Italy and he was the son of Gordianus, a Roman Regenerius, and St. Sylvia of Rome. He was a nephew of St. Emiliana and St. Tarsila, and a descendant of Pope St. Felix III. He was educated by the finest teachers in Rome, Italy. He was prefect of Rome for a year, then he sold all his possessions, turned his home into a Benedictine monastery, and used his money to build six monasteries in Sicily and one in Rome. He became a Benedictine monk and upon seeing English children being sold in the Roman Forum, he became a missionary to the English. He was elected the 64th Pope by unanimous acclamation on the 3rd of September 590 and the first monk to be chosen. He sent St. Augustine of Canterbury and a company of monks to evangelize England and other missionaries to France, Spain, and Africa. He collected the melodies in plain chant, so associated with him that they are now known as Gregorian chants. He also composed the Gregorian calendar, which is the calendar that we use today, and before it was the Julian calendar. He was one of the four great doctors of the Latin Church, and he wrote seminal works on the Mass and Divine Office, and several of them dictated to his secretary, St. Peter the Deacon. He died on the 12th of March, 604, at Rome, Italy, of natural causes. Pope St. Gregory the Great, pray for
4: us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Luke chapter 5, verses 33 through 39. The scribes and Pharisees said to Jesus, The disciples of John the Baptist fast often and offer prayers, and the disciples of the Pharisees do the same, but yours eat and drink. Jesus answered them, can you make the wedding guest fast while the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come, and when the bridegroom is taken away from them, then they will fast in those days. And he also told them a parable. No one tears a piece from a new cloak to patch an old one. Otherwise, he will tear the new, and the piece from it will not match the old cloak. Likewise, no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the new wine will burst the skins, and it will be spilled, and the skins will be ruined. Rather, new wine must be poured into fresh wineskins, and no one who has been drinking old wine desires new, for he says, The old is good. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: Yes.
4: Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I want to thank Verboom.com. That's with a V, V E R B U M, Verboom.com forward slash G R N for their generous gift or sponsorship of our a gospel reflection. The Ignatius Catholic Study Bible points out fasting in the company of Jesus would be as insulting as fasting at a wedding feast. Let that sink in. You see, Jesus is the bridegroom, and we are his bride, the church just as Yahweh was in the Old Testament. Ambrose points out, the fast is not given up whereby the flesh is mortified and the desires of the body chastened, but we cannot fast who have Christ and banquet on the flesh and blood of Christ. There's something deeper here. Maybe we can talk more about it in the next hour or maybe in the after show, but it's profound. The old does not coexist with the new. The new covenant, the new church, the new Israel. God bless you. We'll be right back. Breaking news and stories coming up next. Gloryandshine.com, a generous underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Gloryandshine.com is a Catholic family-owned company making a variety of personal care products ranging from lotions, soap bars, gift boxes, body mist, beard care, and more. At gloryandshine.com, they state their mission is to, quote, Craft every product with deep intention while holding a vision of sharing the gospel. They are good for the body, mind, and soul. Unquote. God love you, gloryandshine.com. Thank you again.
2: The next National Men's March to End Abortion is Monday, November fifteenth in Baltimore. We will gather outside of a local abortion center and march to our rally point outside of the USCCB Fall Assembly. Men, it's time.
1: Surely, if you're thinking about the reality, the horror, and the enormity of abortion, you have to be moved to do something.
2: Go to themensmarch.com for more information and commit to join us on November 15th in Baltimore. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic
4: Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. It is great to be on with you. Praise God. Coming up at 35 past the hour, Father Brendan Kilcoyne from Galway in Ireland is going to be our guest. We're going to talk about Ireland, the Catholic faith there. Is it too late for Ireland? Uh, Is it possible to re-evangelize Ireland? Um, There's a a synod, a worldwide synod that was called for, and in Ireland what will they be talking about will they talk about the embrace of abortion there and uh, same sex ideology or are they going to talk about the lack of reverence the holy mass faith prayer i mean all of these questions are are ones i want to ask father brendan kilcoin i think he's also asking these questions so it ought to be a very good and entertaining conversation and uh, i didn't know anything about father brendan kilcoin prior to uh, uh a few days ago but he is a hoot and a half you got to you got to check out his his YouTube channel. We'll tell you all about it. Thirty-five past the hour. Several stories in the news. I want to jump into. Of course, yesterday we were talking about the pro-life law, uh, the heartbeat bill out of Texas. Mississippi, by the way, has one, and they are closely watching what's going down with this law in uh, in, the, in the state of Texas because this might be something that could work. But it will it stand? The test, the, the, the challenge, the constitutional challenge, the legal challenges that are, that are afoot. The Supreme Court came out and said, uh, they aren't going to block this. So th- this could be a good thing. Babies might be saved. Praise be to God. And according to uh, my sources in the pro-life community, that is in fact happening. And I give God praise for that. Well, l- here's the news this morning. A couple of stories to jump into. Um, our president... President Joe Biden, a Catholic, supposedly, says uh, he launches a whole-of-government effort. Think about that. Whole-of-government effort to fight Texas pro-life law. To fight Texas pro-life law. A whole-of-government effort. I wonder if he put a whole-of-government effort in place to save Americans stuck in Afghanistan. Still several hundred, at
2: the very least. Could be more. I wonder. I wonder. Go ahead, Adrian. You know the thing that I really hate about about this whole thing with the uh, with the abortion law is, I mean, obviously it's the abortion. The abortion is the worst part of everything of the whole the whole deal. But the thing about it, saying like, "Oh, you're stripping of us of our constitutional rights to abortion," you know, even if you just were just looking at it from a constitutional perspective, that's absolutely absurd because the right, quote unquote, rights to abortion mm. is. Uh, they found it under the right of privacy, which also doesn't exist right. in the constitution. Yes. And so it's like two steps removed from the actual constitution. And then people are like, Well, now it's precedent. And so we now have to do it. Starry decisives. And have to. Uh, yes. you have no choice. Yeah. And I'm like, What about Fred Scott? What about with that? Huh? What about A- that Adrian. decision? Come that's now, crazy, Adrian. And
4: come now. Uh, my body, my choice, I, Well, you
2: know, you my know body, my choice.
4: Unless, of course, we're talking about vaccines. Of course, and then
2: no, of course, no. But yes, in abortion. No, in mm-hmm. vaccines. And the other yeah. thing about it is the, the whenever this is a general principle that America accepts is you don't have to be a Catholic nation to do this. Uh, Saint Thomas Aquinas talks about, in which it comes from Aristotle, which comes from Plato. An unjust law is no law at all, and so even if there is a an un, unjust law that's implemented at the highest court of the law they are not bound to retain that law just because it has precedent just because it was decided right. by someone in the past right. does not mean we have to continue doing it yeah that is nonsensical i mean we should come to logical conclusions
4: i mean they used to teach that in higher education it seems to be a long lost art these days let me read just a little bit of this uh, article from breitbart on uh, with this headline joe biden launches whole of government effort to fight texas pro-life law president biden announced a whole of government effort on thursday To fight the latest Texas ban on abortion, aborting a child who has a heartbeat. To aborting a child who has a heartbeat. Quote, I am directing the council and the office of the White House council to launch a whole of government effort to respond to this decision. Unquote, Biden wrote in a statement sent to reporters. In his statement, Biden proposed using the Department of Health and Human Services and the Justice Department to challenge the Texas law and ensure women's access to abortions. Hmm. The president criticized the Supreme Court for choosing not to rule immediately to block the Texas law, calling it, quote, an unprecedented assault on women's constitutional rights, unquote. Quote, rather than use its supreme authority to ensure justice could be fairly sought, the highest court of our land will allow millions of women in Texas in need of critical reproductive care to (laughs) suffer while courts uh, sift through procedural complexities, unquote, uh, President Biden said. The Supreme Court uh, voted 5-4 to deny an emergency request for an injunction on enforcing the ban. As challenges to the new law make their way through the lower court system, now here's what uh, I found fascinating about this. Now, <clears throat> if I wanted to be fair, if I wanted to, you know, to give the benefit of the doubt to President Joe Biden, a professed Catholic who has said he is privately uh, against abortion, but publicly he can't be. Okay, let's just go with that for a sec adrian mm. um you're privately against abortion but you're publicly you, you have to maintain sort of an open posture supposedly does that sound like somebody who would then enact if i were that if i were in that category would that would i put my whole effort my whole gusto the whole of government effort bring federal government to bear to oppose uh texas in this effort does, does it, Explain that. Mm-hmm. How can you be privately against abortion and then decide to go all out? That would, that's, a, that's a contradiction. Mm-hmm. I think it points to fallacy in the argument itself, which means uh, President Joe Biden is a- ac- absolutely opposing church teaching on the dignity of the human person, which is based on natural law, not something some gray-haired guy says in Rome, but a- based on natural law, It is either true or it isn't true, and it's true for all human beings, not some human beings, Mm -hmm. uh, or it's not. And if that's the case, how could any priest or bishop ever give him communion ever again? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Until until such time as he repents, which is our goal, our desire, our heart is for conversion and repentance. Just like God desires that of me and my heart heartedness
2: he desires that of Joe Biden. Absolutely. And the question I have for Joe Biden is, uh, Joe, what's a woman? I'm just wondering what's a woman um, because oh, on, I'll it, look it up. New York, cause, yeah, New York Times. Absolutely. Well, we got to look start, at dictionary.com, you know. Yeah. They're constantly changing there. Can their I go to Wikipedia? Is that uh, Yeah, they are changing about as much as the dictionary.com does. Hmm. Uh, so the like, the whole like this is it's ridiculous because in the same breath you have the transgender movement moving uh, parallel with the feminist movement and parallel with the abortion movement and all these things are happening side by side. And to say, this is an attack on women rights. This is an attack on the reproductive rights of women. Um, I thought, I thought men could give birth. What happened to that argument? Well, I course, thought you said that men can. could have, have children. About? But now all of a sudden, okay, now that it suits us, we're going to switch over and say, yeah. Oh, no, only we're, we're talking about women rights now. Now we want the feminists on our side. Uh, but now the feminists and the transgenders and the LGBT activists are all, infighting mm-hmm. it is absurd there is no what is it yeah. uh, scripture says our lord says a house divided amongst himself cannot stand yeah it's as ridiculous what we're seeing we're seeing the demons are having infighting having within day. themselves they're also having a field day yeah absolutely absolutely well we see it we see the well, face of the devil my friend literally texted me was freaking out because she's very pro-abortion and i asked her and she was going through this whole diatribe and i literally asked her so it's okay to kill babies that you don't want and she said quote yup like that's it. Yep. Let's let that sink in. Yep. No argument. Wow. No No, it's not a child. It's not a baby. No. They straight up said, Yep. That's it's what wow. it is. We're allowed to kill him.
5: I saw, I saw a funny um a tw- a tweet uh yesterday that said uh and I can't remember exactly, but it was a, a really awesome conservative um spokesperson. They said um choosing to not have a child after Uh, consenting to the act, the sexual act of sex with another person um, is like saying, I am not choosing to digest uh, my burrito after I've chosen to massively have a a large meal. So like choosing not to go to the restroom after you know that you just ate a large meal is like not consenting to have a child after you consented to have sex and i really love that because it's very logical you know mm. you eat your body naturally digests the food it's just biology it's biological
4: you're saying fact. organs have a have a purpose are you trying to say yeah. are you trying to tell me our organs have a purpose
5: yes our oh organs everything heavens, has geez. a purpose our Come bi- now. our biology you is and your very teleology? simple <sighs> yes our biology is very simple wow. and so you know to not desire or not to not know that a child is the product or the right th- of sex <laughs> and That's why right. would That's, you consent I, to it well it's interesting
4: <laughs> adrian and i just had a conversation uh with uh robert riley uh about his book making gay okay which Excellent. is coming out when monday okay so on monday we're going to play that interview and this is the exact point he makes jenny's and he talks about this very, very point, how people rationalize in their mind, they, they, they separate reality, and they create uh, an unreality. And they'll say, well, yes, of course, your, your, your intestines are to digest food, Janice, but call it you is. That has nothing to do with your reproductive organs. They can mm-hmm. do whatever they want. It's completely fine. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's, lo- it's illogical, it's absurd, and it lacks rationalism, and yet they seem to be okay with that. It's bizarre. Speaking of which, uh, Nancy Pelosi, another, uh, you know, acclaimed Catholic, Catholic. alleged Catholic, says this. uh, This is another headline out of Breitbart. She says, Texas law saves most unborn from abortion. That is a catastrophe. She calls this law a catastrophe. The fact that babies might survive this is a catastrophe. I, again, I'm confused. You, you're Catholic, so you know what the Church teaches on the dignity of the human person at conception, based on natural law, not on anything some a group of guys say in Rome at the Vatican wearing cassocks. Rather, natural law that all human being is sacred, is made beautiful in the image of likeness of God, and has dignity from conception. And you think it would be a catastrophe if some of those babies got through this genocide? I'm I'm really confused on how uh, Catholics who purport this stuff so publicly have such a large audience, such major influence, how they can continue to be allowed to go to Holy Communion without being called to repentance, without being confronted and saying, you must repent and confess for the sake of your own soul. You have to. Like, where is the charity for them and for their souls? It just bugs me to no end that these uh, that these stories continue to come out, the headlines continue to come out, they still have their massive public platforms, and they they espouse anti-Catholic uh, sentiments, and we continue as though everything is fine, everything is okay. But, oh, you traditionalists, you are the big problem today. You are the big problem today, that we have to put a hammer down, because some of you don't like Vatican II, I guess. I don't even know. Like It boggles the mind. It just boggles the mind. But... Lots to pray about, lots to fast for, lots to, uh, to, to uh, offer up our sacrifices for today. Let's do that. Let's offer some sacrifices today for the reversion of heart, mind, body, and soul of Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi and all Catholics who would uh, use their public platforms to um, persuade others to oppose Catholic teaching. Let's pray for them today because god desires and loves them very very much so should we all right we're gonna go to break we're gonna come back we're gonna have breaking news and stories with janice and then father brendan kilcoyne is going to be our guest from ireland to talk about the state of ireland is ireland a lost country is it possible to bring it back talking about pray fasting and doing penance all of that is coming up next on catholic drive time don't go anywhere
1: Atheists sometimes attack religion by saying it's a crutch for the weak minded. They'll say, religion is for those who can't think for themselves. Does this objection justify atheism? The answer is no, and here's some reasons why. First, the objection is not an argument against theism, it's merely an assertion. Someone's use of religion as a crutch says nothing whether or not God exists. Second, what's wrong with using a crutch if one is deficient? If you break your leg, using a crutch is actually the smart thing to do. As fallen human beings, our intellects are weakened. Consequently, it's not unreasonable to acknowledge we need help from God in our journey back to Him. So, a believer's appeal to religion for direction in life is not a sign of intellectual weakness. It's actually the intelligent thing to do. That is, if the religion is true. I'm Carlo Broussard with a ready reason for Catholic Answers. Catholic.com
2: Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you.
5: Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, friends. I'm Janice Valenzuela, and here are your headline news for today. From National Catholic Register, in wake of Texas abortion law ruling, three pro-life doctors urged Supreme Court to reconsider viability standards. Also, COVID-19 pandemic has exposed a great need for delivering care based on conscience and compassion. The pandemic has shed a light on our, our overuse of medical technology, resource scarcity and limited access on an epidemic of loneliness, the use of euphemisms like medical aid and dying and a growing inability within our culture to deal with suffering. From National Catholic Register, a historically African American parish in Denver, Colorado was robbed this Monday night. On a number of for a number of valuables, most notably the tabernacle and several consecrated hosts, were stolen from the parish overnight. Father Joseph Kao, the church's pastor, said he had no idea who could have carried out the robbery, which took place this past Monday. This is the first break-in the church has ever had, he said. From National Catholic Register, David divided Supreme Court rejects challenges of Texas pro-life law. The High Court 5-4 to four issued an order late Wednesday night not to block enactments of the Heartbeat Act, which went into effect the same day. From Vatican News, the bishops of the United States encourage American Catholics to take part in the month-long season of creation by responsibly forming their ecological conscience. Also from the Vatican News, Catholic Social Services from Australia expresses concern over disability support in the church. A statement released by Catholic Social Services from Australia expresses concern that National Disability Insurance Scheme will not deliver the level of support that clients and providers need. From Vatican News, Pope Francis greets members of a Catholic association that offers shelter and assistance for mothers and children in difficulty. Marking the 30th anniversary of the Arch Foundation, an organization that accompanies and supports vulnerable children and families, Pope Francis thanked the founder and staff for their work to to free mothers and children from bond of violence and mistreatment. From VOA News, Americans will likely have to get a third shot of the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines. Dr. An- Anthony Fauci said on Thursday at a White House press briefing, he quotes, I must say from my own experience as a medi- Im- immunologist, I would not at all be surprised that the adequate full regime of vaccination will likely be three doses, end quote. Fauci, who is the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, told reporters he said the Food and Drug Administration and the Centers for Disease would make the final decision. From CruxNow, ex-Cardinal McCarrick Now 91 is due in court for sexual assault case today. Uh, the once powerful prelate was expelled from the priesthood for sexual abuse, is, is due for a court hearing today friday morning a doctor in northern italy recently sent a letter to his bishop making an allegation that the mother superior of a convent and and their five other sisters are refusing to receive the covid 19 calling them out as anti-vaxxers and lastly from church militant president joe biden stated any american who wants to come home will come home from afghanistan that was an unele- this that was an unelected president biden's promise to an american americans and afghan allies stuck in afghanistan during the us military pullout now the united states has officially withdrawn from afghanistan but americans have been left on the ground under taliban control United States Army Airborne Corps posted a picture of the last American soldier in Afghan as he boarded a plane during the night. And those are your headline news for this morning. God love you and have a blessed Friday.
4: Praise be to God in all things. Father Brendan Kilcoin is joining us right now via Zoom chat. He's got a YouTube channel called Immaculata Productions. Uh, and I highly recommend it. You should check it out. Subscribe and support if you can. But uh, Father Brendan, good morning to you. Thank you for joining us. Very
7: good morning to you. Thank you for having
4: me. Yeah, praise be to God. I've been binge watching some of your videos on your channel. I got to say, very engaging, very entertaining too, especially uh, from an American perspective. Uh, But also, uh, you know, I found uh, some really interesting conversation going on there. And I wanted to ask you about Ireland. You know, from the outside looking in, a lot of us are asking the question, is it possible Ireland is lost to the faith? What say you, Father Brendan Kilcoyne?
7: I think the danger is real. Uh but I think you have to see that in the context of Western Europe generally. It's a frightening prospect, you're quite right to point it out. Uh North Africa was once Catholic, hasn't been Catholic for a thousand years. Um so you're the, the, the church is indefectible, but not in any one place. Um as back in the sixties, uh something like ninety five percent of Irish people um defined themselves as, as, as Catholic in census uh, returns Uh, that hasn't declined to nothing that's down to the 70s in the last census in 2016 but the practice rate is way down and uh, the atheist uh, organisations here and it's the only point on which I have any sympathy with them, they do actually have a point are asking that more detailed questions be asked so that we can see the full truth of the situation in Ireland and, you know, I think that might be healthy because our understanding is that our practice rates are down into the 30s. I mean, 30%, 30 to 40%, down to the 30s in the good areas, in the country, in the, in the, the smaller or smaller middling towns. But they're abysmal in Dublin, as low as 2% in many of the old wow. Catholic uh, working-class parishes. Um, so, I, I mean, the best... The best I can say to you is that uh, Ireland is is collapsing in the same way as Quebec.
4: Yeah, I was going to bring up Quebec because that sounds exactly the kind of incredible reversal. They were up as a uh, n- ninety-some odd percent just a hundred years ago, and down to the same abysmal numbers. Uh, we're seeing it also in the United States uh, in the last fifty years, according to the stats held over at the uh, Georgetown University website for Kerra. You know in the last fifty years, the numbers are abysmal no the baptisms are for children are weighed down uh Catholic schools weighed down Catholic marriages weighed down religious and priestly vocations are decimated parishes are shuddering. This is the common um story all across our country for sure but I think with Ireland there's a sent there's a certain romantic sentiment attached because didn't St Patrick promise that Ireland would never lose the faith and I think so many of us who aren't from there I've uh, never even been there uh we're 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 really breathless to see the incredible reversal of faith in Ireland is it possible is it possible father to see Ireland turn around
7: yes Uh, uh, there are small uh, green shoots, so to speak, but they're terrifyingly fragile and vulnerable. Uh, I would say in the States, you're about 20 years ahead of us. Uh, And um, uh, by that, I I don't mean that the situation, I'm I'm not being rose, you know, wearing rose colored glasses, looking at the American situation. I've, I've American friends and I know that situation is quite complex. But there are powerful signs in America of a major resurgence and, um, and some excellent seminaries. Um, some. Um, again, my American friends tend to caution me when I get too enthusiastic, mm. but they will allow that there are, there are superb things happening in the States. In Ireland, there are some excellent things happening, but on a very small scale. And, And sometimes happening, I'm sorry to say, almost in spite of uh, the older generation of priests and and some lay people, you know, who... I don't know. I think this can happen in an organization. I see it in some of the religious orders. They tacitly, without ever explicitly confirming it, they tacitly accept the end. Mm. And they kind of they're they're on the Titanic and they go into the first-class lounge and order a double brandy on, on, on the tab, you know, and, <laughs> and just wait for it. The rest of us are trying to put together a, a few th- things that might float. <laughs> and um, I, I sympathize with them. It's quite complex what's going on. Some young Catholics, and, you know, the young can be a little bit judgmental, a tiny bit, in fairness, a little bit harsh on their beloved elders, and some young Catholics are, they're tough on us. You know, they, they, they feel that we drank the land, so to speak. We drank our inheritance. We wasted an incredible inheritance. I think our point back was that that was never going to be saved as it was. Modernity, look at what modernity did in Quebec before any scandals. Mm. And I had a professor in Maynooth, a, a very prescient historian, and a really good historian is always a bit of a prophet, you know, Um, And he used to say uh, every time, this was in the early 80s, prior to any scandals in Ireland, uh, every time I think of Quebec, I tremble for Ireland. So you see, intelligent and reflective people here were aware of what had happened there. Mm. They were also aware of what had happened to the Catholic Church in France. But, I mean, we find ourselves in a pretty poor situation in that we're, we're desperately trying to uphold a, a clerical manning situation that was finalized sometime in the early 60s.
4: Hold, hold that thought, Father. I'm sorry to interrupt, but we, uh, we have to go to a quick break. We're going to be right back. Father Brendan Kilcoyne is our guest. He's from Galway in Ireland. We're talking about the state of the Catholic faith in Ireland. On the other side of this break... I'm going to bring up the, the upcoming Synod. You know, the Worldwide Synod? Well, let's talk about how that'll affect Ireland and what we can expect. All of that and more. is coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Got the drive time. We'll be right back.
3: This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. What is a fanatic? Well, have you ever heard someone defending animal rights as if they have completely forgotten about human rights? G.K. Chesterton says that is a perfect example of a fanatic. Someone with a sense of a particular truth that is too strong for his sense of the universal truth. He will invoke even cruelty to prevent cruelty to animals. Later he may even invoke cruelty to animals to prevent cruelty to pit ponies. It is not merely that he has kept one thing and lost a thousand things. He has lost the basis even of the one thing. For a man cannot long remain right without a reason. We must accept all the universal truths so that we don't go off balance with one particular truth. And where do we find the perfect balance of all universal truths? In the Catholic Church. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org
4: be to Jesus. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Father Brendan Kilcoyne is our guest. He's a priest in Galway, and we're talking about Ireland. And, uh, you know, I loved what you said a minute ago, Father, about the young being a little bit cruel to the old. I mean, I have to deal with this every day with my my teammates here. I, I'm by far the oldest man in the room, but... Uh, I have uh, no idea what you mean. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, praise be to God for it, though. You know, uh, I... <laughs> In the minds of the young Irish, though, have they, I guess I just still want to understand, do you think that they have really lost their patrimony? Have they become so divorced to their cultural roots uh, as Catholics that it would take a complete new evangelization effort to bring them in or bring them back to the church? Or are we talking about the re-evangelization?
7: No, I think we're talking about a new evangelization, a new patrician age. Um, I, I, I really think we are, uh, the young, uh, the, the, this civilization is without any precedent uh, in history at all. The nearest one we can come to in terms of the church's relationship to the society would be the original one we had with the Roman Empire, whose scale and sophistication we tend to forget. I mean, Rome could have had an industrial revolution, there were slavers on a huge scale, so they didn't. But uh, it was a remarkable civilization. And we're dealing with that. And, and Christendom is over, by which I mean that the core, bearing wall assumptions—you know, the foundational assumptions—a lot of those, a lot of those—are are being rapidly eroded. So you do have this um, sort of—you have the, the cold leftovers of the Christian banquet. Okay, society is feeding still off it and will for a while. But we tend to forget that a lot of the values in our modern democratic society come from the Judeo-Christian tradition. And once you take that away and you eradicate it, uh, there's very little of a foundation left in social psychological terms for the rhetoric that we're engaging in democratically. So this is really quite urgent. It is absolutely crucial uh, that the church start, however weak it is in Ireland, it must start to engage with the culture at the at the coalface, and the I, I, a certain anti-intellectualism that was always present in Irish Catholicism is now we're really paying for that now. We have plenty of bright people, but they're simply not used to engaging with society at that level. The new evangelization will be intellectual. Well, it'll be first of all spiritual and and pious, but it'll be also, it also it will have to be intellectual and cultural if we are to engage with this culture, young Irish girls. Now, if you're listening to them talk, they sound like Americans. Mm. I love, I love Americans. I love America, but a girl in the West of Ireland is not an American. Mm. So what has happened there? And what has happened is that television, I heard Italians talk about this 30 years ago when I was studying in Rome. Television has flattened the culture Mm. and We've ended up with, and and sad to say, we're not always importing the greatest things, and there are so many great and beautiful things in America. Um, We're not always importing the best, you know?
2: Amen, Father. Uh, Uh, Father, you know, this goes right back into the spirituality of young people today, and all across the world, what we're seeing is that there are more and more people wanting to go and are, are feeling as though... Their culture has been stripped from them. That's why I believe we're seeing this rise of the Black Lives Matter movement. That's why we're seeing all these like Latinx and all these different things. They're they're searching for identities that was once found in the Catholic faith. And every country had their own expression of that culture that was there. And I was seeing uh, things going on in Ireland during the lockdowns, like the mass rock movement and the and the Rosary on the Coast movement over in Ireland, and these kind of things that are bringing back these cultural things that happened in the past. And being oppressed, being subjected, is a great for wanting uh, for our young people to feel like they need to rebel against something. There's something to fight for when things are easy. We we don't want to do any mu- do much, but when things get hard. That's whenever you find people, young people wanting to stand up and, and do something heroic, do something amazing, seems to be one of the people that we see in, this, in the stories and legends of the saints and the hagiographies. Uh, do you see that happening today, especially with uh, the Mass Rocks movement and the Rosary on the Coast?
7: Yeah, another, uh, and there are a number of things, for instance, an explosion of uh, Eucharistic adoration among the older people who seem to have grasped intuitively that their greatest contribution now will be to pray against the darkness, mm. you know, to pray for the next generation. And, um, and I think if I could, if, you know, not I, but I think if we could get across to my generation that we have to have the humility now to understand that what we are going to do is put in a foundation for an edifice we will never see on this side of the grave, you know. We have to have the humility to do that. We have to get the next generation ready. The next generation of Irish Catholics are there. They're very aware of the states, um, very aware of places like Steubenville and Denver and and the Augustine Institute and all the good things that are happening there. But they're equally aware, and there there may be only, you know, I would say maybe I don't know one to three thousand in the in the country. But but what they what they have to do, and they know this, and their American friends are telling them this, they must make something that is authentically Irish. Yeah. And, and um, I mean, the CF, the Friars of the Renewal are here, and I've heard them say this. I've heard Focus say this. And Focus, by the way, are doing fantastic work in University College Dublin, which, which was, you know, a spiritual Sahara. I mean, uh, we're all a bit nonplussed by their success there. So it's not impossible, but it's a hard mission. I won't deny it to you. and folk, I think Focus would tell you the same anyway. That it has it has been hard for them.
4: Let's turn. To have, the, I'm sorry, Father. Have to Go ahead.
7: Again. We should start again.
4: Well, I yeah. want to turn to the synod. We have about uh, five minutes left in our conversation with Father Brendan yeah. Kilcoyne from Galway. I want to turn to the upcoming synod. You know, it, we we've had this uh, uh, seemingly. Um, I don't know, incredible approach to embrace the world, where, where the world is kind of thing going on. And I wonder what the fruits are of that. And so we have a synod coming up, and you've had some great comments on this. How are you feeling uh, about the synod that will take place in Ireland?
7: Apprehensive and excited. Excited because synodality is a part of the Church's history from the most ancient times. Um, so the, the, this is healthy and there's nothing wrong with it but apprehensive because I'm afraid it could just prove to be a stamping ground for a whole load of stuff that we've been hearing for years and it has brought us no good um, so we'll hear rehashed we again the issue of women priests I, I would imagine all the successive popes have, have given definitive rulings on it we'll hear a whole load of stuff that, that, that really, really is going nowhere What I want dealt with, what what I would like to see, is a council of war, Hmm. Uh, a meeting of staff with the officers, NCOs, and people on the ground. Um, Like we need to, we need to address absolutely core issues that aren't exclusively Irish. Is the parish structure fit for purpose in the face of a scattered, highly mobile Catholic population? which is now a small minority in its own country? Are the religious orders, is the monastic model, uh, I'm reminding you of Rod Dreher, does that have potential all over again? Because for the first 500 years or so of its existence, the Irish church was heavily organized around monasteries. I'm just raising these. The, 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 these are, I, I mean, the question of preaching, for example, has to be dealt with. The, the average standard of preaching is, is beige to magnolia. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's absolutely uninspiring. It's like a glass of warm water, yeah. you know? Um, it, it's not even offensive. Offensive would be interesting. <laughs> um so, I mean, we have to tackle these things. Look, I, I don't mean any offence to those of my fellow priests who are, who are doing a great job at preaching, but most priests will tell you it's a problem across the board. Um, like, we, we have to get moving on things like um, uh, Catholic debating, Catholic film, Catholic music. We have to improve our liturgies. Um, th- this whole thing, you know, with the, with the traditional rite. I would make every seminarian learn I, I would make every seminarian learn the TLM with a china plate under each arm as they used to. Okay? Amen. Wow. man Father. <laughs> no, and then and then let them learn how to say the Novus Ordo properly as the council envisaged. You know? The reason the Novus Ordo can often be such a poor experience is that the, there was no proper transition. So the T, I, I, I think the extraordinary form the the rediscovery of that is no accident. It's like the adoration. Mm. The extraordinary form is, is, it is so incredibly spiritual.
4: Well, let me me just comment on that real quick, because I want to get your response before we have to say goodbye, which is going to be happening fast now. You know, prior to Traditionis Custodis, we're seeing a massive trend upwards of young, vibrant families and young people uh, flocking to the traditional form of the Church, traditional form of piety and and the liturgy, and this feels like a heavy boot now. It seems weird. We want the young to embrace, and they were, and now this. What say you, Father Brendan Kilcoin?
7: Okay, I, I, I would say there's a bit of blame on both sides, because certainly, I mean, you know, no disrespect to the young, but uh, they
4: can tend to... Um, you got 60 seconds.
7: Yeah, they just put their heads down and run at things, and there was some talk against the second again too. On the other hand, the Pope is, is kind of a bit, in this case, like an Irish father of a previous generation. Uh, rather than give us a hug, he has taken off his belt to us. Um, yeah. I, we don't feel the loss.
4: <laughs> I like that. we should put that on a t-shirt rather than a hug we got the belt <laughs> that's some good irish love right there praise be to god well uh we're just about out of time here father brendan Kilcoin has been our guest immaculata productions is his youtube channel check it out uh he's got a lot of commentary there uh he's got a lot of homilies and and all the rest father would you give us your priestly blessing
7: the blessing of almighty god Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, come down upon the United States, come down upon your work, come down on the work of all your colleagues, and bless and and prosper the Church of America. Through Christ our Lord
4: Amen. Amen. Praise be to God. Father Brendan Kilcoin thank you for your time today. God love you and God bless you.
7: God bless. Take care.
4: All right, that is going to do it for hour number one of Catholic Drive Time. If you are at all able to join us in the second hour, it's going to be upbeat and inspiring. We're going to have great news. We're going to have saint of the Day, Gospel of the Day, and we're going to play our game Fear and Trembling, and today's the day we give out the prize. Could be you. You could win, and you don't even need to know the answers to the trivia questions to win, but you can find the rules and everything else on our website, grnonline.com forward slash c-d-e-t. God love you. God bless you. We'll see you back here on Monday, 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern. Thank you
0: for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time
5: In Romans chapter 3, it says that none is righteous in that all have sinned. But the Catholic Church teaches that Mary is without sin. How can that be?
6: Romans 3 verse 10 says, As it is written, none is righteous, no, not one. Yet James 5.16 says that the prayer of a righteous man availeth much. If absolutely no one is righteous, then who is James talking about? Luke chapter 1 says that Elizabeth and Zechariah were righteous before God. If absolutely no one is righteous, then how can that be? Is Scripture contradicting itself? No, the folks who interpret Romans as saying absolutely without exception, no one is righteous, are misinterpreting that passage. They are failing to realize that the key to understanding Romans 3.10 is the phrase, it is written. Here in Romans, Paul is quoting from the Old Testament, Psalm 14 to be exact. In Psalm 14, it says, The fool says in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. There is none that does good. But then that same psalm goes on to talk about the righteous. Well, if none has done good, who are the righteous people the psalmist is talking about? Obviously, when the psalmist says that none is good, he is talking about the fools who say there is no God. He is not talking about absolutely everyone. Just so Paul when he quotes from this psalm. Paul is not saying absolutely no one is righteous. If he was, then how do you explain all the Old and New Testament passages that refer to the righteous? In Romans 3.11, it says that no one seeks for God. Does that mean that absolutely no one is seeking God? No, to interpret it that way would be ludicrous. Just so verse 23, which says that all have sinned. Babies haven't sinned, have they? Little children haven't sinned, have they? No, this is not an absolute. There are exceptions. So it is perfectly legitimate to say that these passages from Romans, when interpreted in context, in no way conflict with the Church's teaching on Mary being without sin.
7: A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul.
4: It's Friday. You survived the week. By God's grace, you now get to go to the weekend. I wonder what you're going to do this weekend. I'm going hunting uh, with my colleagues in San Antonio. Richard Reyna, Sean Rice, SAFA, the San Antonio Family Association's Dove Hunt is this afternoon. Or the second half of their Dove Hunt is this afternoon. And I get to go with some of my kids. I'm so excited. I can't wait to go. I've never been. Praise be to God. It's going to be a lot of fun. SAFA has been a great supporter and and, uh, partner in our work and we're very grateful to uh, to be there and support so praise be to jesus looking forward to that uh wrapped up a great conversation just a minute ago with father brendan kilcoyne he is a priest from galway ireland about the state of the catholic faith in ireland is the catholic faith lost there that's that was the question we wanted to discuss and i think the answer was definitively uh janice adrian good morning to both of you yes or no Um, Well, actually, so something that
5: came to my mind when he was talking is every Catholic that I personally have encountered who is from Ireland Mm -hmm. has been um, a very faithful, very orthodox uh, practicing Catholic. Yeah. I've met a few who aren't. Yeah. I I went to grad school and one of my uh, great friends, um, she was from Ireland and she was probably one of the most pious, very, um, and very, she's young, she's my age and uh, I've always been so inspired by her faith, and actually, the founder of my undergraduate university, John Paul the Great Catholic University, was founded yeah. by a Catholic Irish man, nice. Dr. Connolly. So, uh, I personally have had great experiences with Catholics who are from Ireland. Um, but Praise I have God. heard that that unfortunately, a lot of the people that do come from Ireland, that they say that the yeah. Catholic faith is dwindling in Ireland. Oh so. yeah,
4: I've met a lot of secular mm-hmm. Irish uh, mm-hmm. Irish Catholics, air quotes. A uh, very discouraging one, and when I discover that too, uh,
2: Adrian, what say you about the faith in Ireland? Uh, you know, I don't know. I think there's hope to be had. I think there is a movement everywhere around the world. Uh, moving towards a more traditional form of piety, and with the traditional form of piety, traditional liturgy comes the old evangelization that we talked to Eric Sammons about a long time ago. Long and time that's ago. and the old evangelization is what brought Ireland to the faith to begin with, yeah. and, and it's what will bring them back to the faith uh, again. Yeah, praise God for the remnant that's still there. Let's
4: pray for a re-evangelization of Ireland, and the rest of us would be would be wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of hope, we have hope that we're going to give a prize away today. Uh, I'm excited about that. That's coming up at 15 past the hour. We're going to play our game, Fear and Trembling, and today is the day where we give the prize away. And it's like a hundred and forty dollar value, Janice?
5: It's a hundred and forty dollar value wow. scapular medallion of the Sacred Heart.
4: That sounds pretty um, impressive.
5: Yeah, and I, I think it's I think it's 140 uh, because it's handmade. Yeah, it's hand embroidered from Argentina, and it's from it's being shipped from Argentina. So cool. I think. Those right. factors, which means make the winners the probably going
4: to have to wait maybe three, three, three to four weeks. I, I imagine to receive probably. the item. Yeah,
5: yeah. Maximum a month. Yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> but it's going to be cool. And so, if you would it like the chance it. to win this item, well, you need to be our caller when we give out the phone number. Uh, but the phone number and everything is listed on our website at eight seven 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 five seven. Wait, hold on. I'm giving you the number too early. I can't do that. You're going to have to go to the website to find it. It's grnonline.com. Forward slash cdt grnonline.com dot com forward slash cdt. All right, let's pray. Let's jump in. We've got news, saint of the day, gospel, all that coming up next. In the name of the Father, Son of the Holy Ghost, Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word Incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now the good news with Janice Velasquez.
5: Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. I'm Janice Valenzuela.
4: Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs>
5: it's fine. And here are your headline news for today from Alatia News uh, Chef Jose. Andres in New Orleans is uh, calling to feed locals after Hurricane Ida strikes. If there is a natural disaster this kind-hearted chef will provide sustenance for those in need. With Hurricane Ida's wrecking havoc throughout many states many people are left without basic facilities to be able to provide for their families. Thankfully there are people like Chef Jose Andres providing warm meals for individuals. Praise God. A UK mother who gave birth to a baby with one arm, no legs, and a webbed hand says she never thought of terminating her pregnancy. Praise God. The proud mother calls her baby son an absolutely perfect little boy. One of the youngest people in the world that to have ALS shares valent fight on social media. He has become an influencer online. By the name of Loey Gregg. He has a disease that is still making a difference. Despite his disease, more than 230,000 users follow and encourage Paolo Plomo on Facebook. Every Every day he shares about his life and ends each post with his extraordinary motto, Up with Life. From Catholic News Agency, EWTN Global Catholic Radio now is available throughout Chicagoland. EWTN Global Catholic Radio has announced that 9 million more listeners in the Chicagoland area and beyond will have the ability to to tune in to EWTN's radio life-changing programs. Religious doctors and hospitals will not be forced to program gender transformations Procedures after a federal court on Monday blocked the so called transgender mandate of the Biden administration. From Alatia, U.S. bishops praise infrastructure bill, call for changes to abortion and gender language. Catholic bishops announced on Tuesday that they were grateful for the infrastructure bill that passed to the Senate, but voiced criticism of provision in the legislation that would fund abortion and advance false understandings of gender and sexuality. From Alatia, Catholic congressman launches bipartisan bid for affordable insulin. According to a press release, the price of insulin in 2001 was around $30 per veil. Today the price stands at $330, an increase that Fortenberry notes is 1,000% of more than what it was 10 years ago. This price hike has nothing to do with the chemistry or nothing to do with the product itself. Instead, Fortenberry blames layers of inflation and bureaucracy that have added unnecessary cost. Former Baptist pastor explains his conversion to Catholicism. John Thompson is a good-humored, energetic Catholic, most anxious to share his faith with Christ with others. He speaks with a deep conviction and unwavering certainty as he declares the Catholic Church to be the one holy Catholic and apostolic church founded by Christ and invites other Protestants to examine the church's history and teachings. Praise God for his conversion. And those are your headline news for this morning. God love you and have a blessed Friday.
2: The saint of the day is Pope Saint Gregory the Great one of my absolute favorite saints. He was born in 550 in Rome, Italy, and was son of Gordianus, a Roman Regenerius, and Saint Sylvia of Rome. He was a nephew of Saint Emiliana and Saint Tarsila, and was a descendant of Pope Saint Felix III. He was educated by the finest teachers in Rome and was prefect of Rome for a year. And then, he sold all his possessions, turned his home into a Benedictine monastery, and used his money to build six more monasteries in Sicily and one in Rome. He became a Benedictine monk and upon seeing the English children being sold in the Roman Forum, he became a missionary to England. He was elected the 64th Pope by unanimous acclamation on the 3rd of September 590 and was the first monk to be chosen. He sent St. Augustine of Canterbury and a company of monks to evangelize England and other missionaries to France, Spain, and Africa. He collected the melodies and plain chant so associated with him that they are now known as Gregorian chant, and has pride of place in the liturgy in the church today. He also created the Gregorian calendar. Before this, we used the Julian calendar, which turned out to be inaccurate over a period of time. And today we still use the Gregorian calendar. He is one of the four great doctors of the Latin church and wrote seminal works on the mass and divine office. And several of them dictated to his secretary, St. Peter the deacon. He died on the 12th of March, 604, at Rome, Italy, of natural causes. Pope St. Gregory the Great, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The Gospel
4: today comes to us from Luke, chapter 5, verses 33-39. through The scribes and Pharisees said to Jesus, The disciples of John the Baptist fast often and pray, and the disciples of the Pharisees do the same, but yours eat and drink. Jesus answered them, can you make the wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come, and when the bridegroom is taken away from them, then they will fast in those days. And he also told them a parable. No one tears a piece from a new cloak to patch an old one. Otherwise, he will tear the new, and the piece from it will not match the old cloak. Likewise, No one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the new wine will burst the skins, and it will be spilled, and the skins will be ruined. Rather, new wine must be poured into fresh wineskins. And no one who has been drinking old wine desires new, for he says, The old is good. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Um, St. Cyril of Alexandria had a lot to say on the passage today. Uh, for instance, he talked about the need for Christ, the need for Christ to fast. He says, Christ needed not fasting for the perfecting of virtue, since as God, he was free from every yoke of passion, nor again did his companions need fasting, but being made partakers of his grace without fasting, they were strengthened in all holy and godly living. For when Christ fasted for 40 days, it was not to mortify his passions, but to manifest to carnal men the rule of abstinence. Uh,
2: there's a lot more that could be said here. But Adrian, what did you find? Absolutely. I think one thing to point out is this idea. Okay, think about this. How often do you fast? How often do you pray? Think about that for a second. How often do you fast? How often do you pray? What happens here? Our Lord says that he says, quote, But the day will come, and when the bridegroom is taken away from them, then they will fast in those days. Well, we live in those days. What does that mean? That means we are to be fasting. We are to be fasting. So what is Sunday? Sunday is the Lord's day, right? So Sunday we are having a day of rest. So that is the day where the bridegroom is with us. And that is a day of feasting. That's why the church has set up for us these times of feasting, and these times of fasting. Traditionally, actually, we are in the the time of the Mickelmas fast. And so the time uh, from, I believe it is, uh, until Mickelmas, you have a period, which is kind of like a mini Lent, which happens now. During the Advent season, you also had a period of fasting, which was kind of like a tiny Lent as well. It was not as harsh as Lent. And then you have Lent. And then between those, you have Pentecost, which is a great feast. You have Easter, which is a great feast. You have Christmas, which is a great feast, and many other feasts as well. But what is our Lord saying? He's saying, yes, it is true that fasting is an important part of our lives. It is true that this happens, but we need to have a th- times of feasting and a time of fasting. We cannot appreciate the, fast, the feast If we do not fast, if we're constantly feasting, if we're feasting every day, we never mortify ourselves when we are given the pleasures, when we're given the good things in life, they will be like nothing to us. Uh, Familiarity breeds contempt. That's why we should have these things in moderation. And that's why we should mortify ourselves like John the Baptist and his followers and imitate them in order to... Uh, to mortify our flesh, to subdue the flesh, so that way we may do as our Lord said, because some demons can only be driven out by prayer and fasting. All right, praise be to God. Prayer
5: and fasting. Speaking about fasting, we have a guest speaker next Friday who's going to be discussing that topic. So make sure to tune in for next Friday's speaker.
4: Amen. Praise be to God. All right, we're going to go to a break. We're going to come back. We're going to play Fear and Trembling, the Catholic Trivia Game Show, where prizes are at stake. And today is the day when uh, we give out that prize. Now, uh, if you would like to try to be our contestant, the phone number is 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424, 877-757-9424. Call now. We'll be right back. Fear and trembling is coming up next.
5: We all know children have a natural innocence and a sense of wonder. Yet our world is full of distractions that can pull families in the wrong direction. But with the help of God and a church family your children can grow in the security of faith, hope, and love. Weekly
6: Mass provides that critical faith foundation needed in life. So if your family hasn't been to Mass in a while, we'd like to invite you home. Discover more at
5: CatholicsComeHome.org.
1: Protestants like to use James 2, 10-11 against the Catholic doctrine of mortal and venial sin. Because James says, whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. But James can't be denying the doctrine of mortal and venial sin because in 1.15 he affirms it, saying that sin in its beginning stages doesn't bring death, venial sin, whereas it does in its more mature stages, mortal sin. The point James is making in James 2.10-11 is that we must keep all the commandments in order to avoid incurring the guilt of transgressing the law. We can't say to the Lord on Judgment Day, Lord, I only broke one commandment but kept the other nine. So James 2.10-11 through 11 is simply a misfire in trying to take down the Catholic belief of mortal and venial sin. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. For 2,000 years, we've helped the poor and comforted the sick. We've educated generations of children develop the scientific method and college system. We support marriage and human life. Guided by the Holy Spirit, we compiled the Bible. We are the Catholic Church, with over one billion in our family, sharing in the fullness of Christian faith in the Church started by Jesus. If you've been away, visit CatholicsComeHome.org today. Welcome home.
0: Welcome to another round of Fear and Trembling, (laughs) the Catholic Trivia Game Show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance, and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot, 877-757-9424.
4: And now, your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time and Fear and Trembling the Catholic Trivia Game Show, where we have a secret and hidden agenda. But what I need is a caller first, Uh, 877-757-9424. You want to play the game? You might win a prize today, $140 value at that. kind of uh, special, Uh, 877-757-9424. Phone lines are open at 877-757-9424. One more time, 877-757-9424, call right now, and you get to be our contestant, 877-757-9424. But here's what we like to do, Uh, we just don't like to tell anybody about it, but we like to teach the faith, so we look for teachable moments in the questions, praise be to God. You might learn something. We like to have fun, and our contestants tend to be a good time. They tend to laugh with us, we enjoy that a lot, and then of course we give out prizes, which makes it a winner for everybody involved Here's the kicker, though. The caller does not need to know the answers to win our game. They could win without even knowing a single right answer. Isn't that cool? And uh, the reason is because I won't ask them. I'll instead ask Janice, and I will ask Adrian. And one of them will be right, and the other will be wrong. The caller will have 15 seconds on the clock to make a decision. Who do they trust more? And then every right answer goes into the Coffee Cup of Divine Providence to win this week's prize. Janice, what could they win?
5: This week's uh, giveaway is from Benedicta Catholic Art. She has an Etsy shop from Argentina. It's a medallion of the Sacred Heart, embroidered, hand-embroidered, customizable jewelry with a jewelry box, and it's worth $140. And um, if you look at the Etsy shop, a lot of the uh, customers say that they use these to decorate their home altars or decorate their child's... Uh, bedroom uh, a lot of moms use it for um, decorating their child's uh, crib mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's a it's a crib decor- de- decorative item
4: nice well mm-hmm. praise be to god several people did call in uh, thank you for doing that we're very grateful if you don't make it on to the show today though try back monday we have a new prize new opportunity and uh, you can maybe possibly call in early on monday phone number is listed on the website but let's go to the phones uh good morning to you chris thank you for calling into our program Hey, good morning, Joe. How are y'all doing this morning? Praise be to God. I am alive, and that counts. Hey, amen
3: and, to that.
4: And how are you, Chris?
3: I'm doing good, sir. Just making the round this morning, dropping off all the kids at school.
4: Nice. Praise be to God. So, you guys, you're veterans. You you know all about the game, and you've had uh, two weeks exposure to Janice. Now, how tricky do you think Janice really is? Uh, you know what. I don't
3: think Janice is very tricky. I no?
4: She's, she's pretty good.
5: She's
4: pretty spot on. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> pretty spot on. Ouch. <laughs> it sounds like the sweet music of sucking up to me. But okay, but let's... Uh, Chris, let's see if we can't get you in the cup. And who knows, if it God's if it's God's will, you get to win today. Are you ready to go, sir? Yes, sir, whenever you are. Praise be to God. Janice, we will start with you, as is our custom.
5: Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Yes, 100%. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. You ask me all the time. Yes. I'm ready. (laughs)
4: Janice, can you tell me what are the two sacraments of the dead?
5: Mm, The sacraments of the dead.
4: Sacraments of the dead.
5: That would be anointing of the sick Mm -hmm. and reconciliation. Because those are like the last two that you would Mm. receive before you die.
4: Anointing of the sick and reconciliation, like confession.
5: Yeah, confession Oof. so. Okay. Because
4: yeah. mm.
5: before you die you yeah, would want can, to confess I can, yourself. I can see that. I can see that. Receive the anointing of the sick.
4: Wow, okay. Let's uh let's just see what Adrian has to say here. Adrian, can you tell me what are the two sacraments of the dead?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's pretty easy actually. That's is it. Uh, yeah, that's baptism and penance, or you know, confession or reconciliation, whatever you want to call it. Wow. Baptism and this reconciliation.
4: Is, this one's tricky, Chris. This that's one's super tough. easy. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. Okay, so let me let me summarize. <laughs> Adrian says it's baptism and confession. Whereas Janice think, seems to think it's the uh, anointing of the sick and confession. Fifteen seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Chris, what say you?
6: Sacraments of the Dead just makes it sound tricky. I'm (laughs) I'm just going to have to go with Janice, though. I'm just going to have to go with Janice. I oh, <laughs> man.
2: So I couldn't he even get like, out the only argument. If <laughs> <sure. laughs> she was not <laughs> so <laughs> tricky.
5: He said I. Thought I he, he thought I wasn't tricky. <laughs> <laughs> Did you
4: see how quickly Adrian was on the buzzer button? I don't know what you I, mean.
2: I, mm, I have no idea what you mean.
5: Mm, <laughs> mm, well,
2: I, I, I'm awfully <laughs> anxious there, brother I don't know. I don't know what you mean.
4: <laughs> Awfully anxious, poor
2: Chris. Uh, yeah. So
7: baptism, what, what, baptism because it brings
2: is, you I to mean, death to life. You are yes. dead in sin, it's a and baptism question. brings you to new life. Yeah. And penance also. Whenever you commit a mortal sin, yeah. you are dead. Your soul is dead. You cannot merit. You are damned to hell. And penance brings you to new life.
4: But yeah. what if you're already baptized? Well, and the, you're good. I think the trick here is in that when we say the sacraments of the dead, we we don't mean you're dying. Uh, we death. mean, yeah, it's spiritual death. So it's uh, you, if, when you're baptized, all uh, original sin and actual sin are erased. And then, of course, when you commit sin, you go to confession. No, I, get, I, I get that. I so get that was a
3: tricky question. It so was a tricky gotta- question. <laughs> <laughs> and, and
4: Janice, she threw no, a curveball to the low right corner and you swung at it, sir. <laughs> but let's see if we can't get you in the cup. Uh, I want to say this: these next two, I, they, I think they're very doable. We're going to oh. get you in this cup one way or the mm-hmm. other. Here we go. Second question, Adrian. Can you Uh tell me what title was given to King Henry VIII of England by Pope Leo X in the year 1521? He bestowed upon the king a special
2: title. What was that? Yes, uh, that was the, this is the king who uh, started the Anglican Church. Uh, Leo X, he gave him the title of excommunicate and anathema. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Wow. Okay.
4: Okay. Um, Janice, uh, maybe you can help out here. Uh, Janice, can you tell me what title was given to King Henry VIII of England by Pope Leo X in the year 1521?
5: The title that King Henry was given was the Defender of the Faith. Really? Yes. Hmm. I know, it sounds more simple than Adrian's elaborate title. It's not that Uh, prestigious, but mm, Defender of the Faith. Defender
3: of the Faith (laughs)
2: and Anathema.
4: All right, so uh, here's the deal, Chris. Uh, Janice says it is the Defender of the Faith, whereas Adrian seems to think it was Excommunicant and Anathema. 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Chris, what say you?
6: Uh, I'm going to have to go
3: with
2: Janice, because I talked her up, so I'm hoping she's not telling me. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> He's going all in. He got it. Are. He got it.
3: Congratulations.
2: <laughs> you are in the cup, good sir. At least one. At least one. All yeah, right. Praise be to God.
4: In fact, it's true. He did. Uh, he did. Uh, he was an anathema. He was an excommunicate anathema, but... He was given the title Defender of the Faith because he wrote, or supposedly, some would say Thomas More actually wrote it, but under his name, King Henry VIII, he wrote a defense for the faith against uh, the reformers uh, in Europe. Defending the sacraments? Yeah, defending the sacraments. So he got the Defender of the Faith title by Leo X. Right before separating from the church. Right before he (laughs) separated from the church. Uh, Fascinating fact in history. But let's go to question number three. I think this is the easiest of all, Chris. (laughs) I'm pretty sure Uh-oh. I'm pretty sure you're gonna get this, but let's just let's just go back to Janice.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Janice, can you tell me to whom did the Virgin Mary declare that she was the Immaculate Conception in Lourdes in 1858?
5: Mm. Yes, the Lord's apparition. I believe that was Saint Bernadette. Saint Bernadette. Yes.
4: Okay, Saint Bernadette. Let's just see what Adrian has to say. Adrian, can you tell me, to whom did the Virgin Mary declare that she was the Immaculate Conception Mm -hmm. in Lourdes,
2: France, 1858? Okay, Blessed Virgin Mary, apparition in in France, and Immaculate Conception. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with Catherine Laboree. Catherine Laboree? At Miraculous Medal.
3: Uh-huh.
2: So she was also told about...
4: Okay. mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so here's the deal, Chris... Adrian seems to think it was Catherine Labarre, whereas Janice says it's Saint Bernadette. Fifteen seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Chris, what say you? Janice. <laughs> Survey says.
3: <laughs> oh, <laughs> ah, yeah. come on. Oh,
4: come <laughs> on. Yeah. You're very correct, sir. St. Bernadette it is. Praise be to Jesus, which means your name is going to the cup twice. Janice is writing your name on a piece of paper right now. We have to hurry, though. we got about uh, 60 seconds or so uh, before we have to uh, say goodbye to our radio audience, which means we are going to stir the coffee cup of divine providence. Chris, I don't know if it's God's will for your life that you win this prize. You're going to have to hang out and find out with us live on the air. But if it is, your name will come out. If not, we will give God praise for whoever... Is on the paper. Do we have a name?
5: Yes. Our winner for the prize this week, the miraculous medal, is Clarissa Gonzalez. Clarissa!
1: Yay!
4: (laughs) Chris, I'm so sorry. Uh, It was not possible for you. I think the reason was because he was against Adrian.
5: <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, mm, I
4: think that's why
2: he lost. I am pretty I sure. I'm
4: not. No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> Clarissa from San
5: Antonio, Texas. Yeah, yes, but Chris, to Chris, God. are you from San Antonio too?
4: I am from San Antonio as well. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm awesome. headed your way, Chris. I'm headed there right after the show is ending. I'm going to go to the uh, Safe a Dove Hunt with my colleagues Richard Reyna and Sean Rice. I can't wait. I'm, I'm looking forward to it.
6: Well, we welcome you, sir, and you have fun.
4: Praise be to God, Chris. Thanks for playing the game today. Have a great weekend, and we always love having you on the show with the kids. Praise be to God.
3: You too. God bless you, brother.
4: God bless you. That is going to do it for Friday. That is going to do it for the show for the week. And that is going to do it for the radio side. We are still going to stay on the, uh, the live stream for the after show, where we will conversate about whatever is on your heart. You get to drive that conversation. You can watch us and comment live on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube, and on Odyssey at odyssey.com. Look for Catholic Drive Time. You could also hang out right on our website. Comment there. grnonline.com forward slash cdt. That's grnonline.com forward slash cdt. God love you. God bless you. we got a full lineup next week. It's going to be an exciting uh, guest, and hopefully you'll be able to tune in. But do us a favor and share us with a friend. I'd be grateful to you. Have a great weekend. Be sure to share more than just us today.
0: Share Jesus with everyone you meet.
1: Bye now, and God love you.
4: Praise be to God. Welcome back to the after show of Catholic Drive Time, where we get a lot more casual about the conversation as you all know, hey, by the way, coming up this coming week, we have Phil Lawler to share with you. We had a great conversation with Phil Lawler about um, the church and, man, and vaccine mandates. Great conversation. So that's coming up. We, did, uh, an, we recorded a conversation with uh, Robert Riley, who wrote Making Gay Okay. Great conversation. That's coming up. We also have Zachary King. Now, Zachary King, you may or may not know was heavily involved in a satanic coven, and, um, and he had a conversion experience, a pretty powerful mystical conversion experience uh, at the hand of Our Lady, and he's going to be our guest on Wednesday. Uh, September the 9th, we're going to kind of focus on September the 11th on September the 9th. The reason why is because on September 10th, we've already booked a conversation with Jay Richards about fasting and Catholic faith. But we may open the phone lines uh, on September the 10th to have you share your 9-11 story. Where were you on that day? What do you recall? What do you remember? So a lot of great stuff is headed your way in this coming week. Praise be to God for it. Uh, let's see here. Sean, I see you over there, my friend. It's going to be good to uh, shake your hand today for the, for
2: the first time. Sean, make sure that Joe comes mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. with Dove for yes. me. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to make sure. Amen. Like if, this, if it doesn't happen... Like this, there's going to be issues just, just so you know, wow. there's going to be issues. No pressure. So you have to make sure Joe comes in on Monday mm-hmm. with dove. Lots of dove, not just a dove. Well, I, I just, I will be content with any amount of dove, but the more I the won't. merrier is all I'm saying. I, I won't. I mean, I was checking in on the other
4: day on Wednesday cause the, the event has like two different hunts that they do. And so the first one was Wednesday. And so all day I'm asking Richard Reyna, and Sean Rice, our colleagues there. I'm like, how many doves you guys got? Like combined, they had less than ten. I'm like, what? What is it because you, there are no birds? Is it because you, you know, you can't hit the bar- broadside of a barn? Is it because you're too busy chatting it up? Well, what, like, what is going on? I suggested possibly that the two of them combine forces. One of them could aim, the other could pull the trigger, and maybe just maybe we'll we'll be more productive in the effort.
2: Clarissa said, uh, "So amazing! I hardly ever win things." Anastasia is happy about the new Crib Edition. I am the same Clarissa Gonzalez. Charles is my maiden name. Praise be to God, Clarissa. That is awesome. I'm happy Anastasia gets to uh, have a new addition to her crib. Praise yeah. be to God. Yeah, also, I love the God. name Anastasia. That's yeah. beautiful. That is.
5: I mean, do you guys, or uh, Clarissa, what does the name of Anastasia uh, come from?
2: I think it's Anastasia. I had a friend who, is a Greek, uh, who was a Greek, who was an Orthodox um And her name was spelled the same way, and she pronounced Anastasia. So that's why I was pronouncing it that way. But I could be wrong.
4: Uh, Let's say some good mornings here. Let's see. Clarissa, obviously. Good morning to you. Praise be to God. Eric Rodriguez. Good morning. Mary Barone. Good morning to you. William Hemsworth. It's good to see you. Monica Cortez. Praise be to God. Alaric. Good morning, Angelo. Good morning, Colin. Uh, Praise be to Jesus. Good morning, Carmen. It's good to see you again. Of course, the Burrier family's in the house. We love that. Praise be to Jesus. Who's on Facebook?
2: Adrian, uh, Adrian, Adrian. One second, sorry, I was looking up Anastasia. And see it looking up, it can also be pronounced Anastasia. Anastasia. Which they, they have a, a animated movie about Anastasia. I saw that on ice, by the way. I didn't know that was on ice. Adrian, oh, I guess everything's on ice Anastasia's nowadays. Huh? On ice. Uh, she said it means resurrection in Greek. But yes, uh, you said That's Facebook. Cool. You already said hi to Sean, Lori, Jesus Robles. Jesus. Maybe Jesus can call in uh, next week. Uh, talk about nine eleven uh, from a police officers' perspective. Joaquin. Said, Adrian with the quickest, quick withdrawal, Adrian, Billy the Kid. uh, (laughs) What are we talking about (laughs) Talking about, that's who he's talking about. Yeah, exactly. Patty is on with us, or was on with us. Uh, Bruce, Michelle, uh, David Gonzalez, Bree Dale was on with us, uh, sharing some information with us. How wonderful. She said, uh, y'all need some source diversity, register only. <laughs> uh, Buddy Canine is with us, and on Odyssey, who's on Odyssey? Oh, there's a raging debate going on on Odyssey right now. Oh, it'll be fun. Like,
4: wow, the, it's, the, just, uh, it's, getting, violent. Is it's getting violent.
6: it's
4: getting violent. It's about a should we should find that song. The heat is on. I don't know that song. The heat is on. Uh, on. I, I don't remember. forget it. Never I don't what know what we're about. Doing well, you and Mike are going in, going at it. Uh, like, slugfest. It's a slugfest about the Constitution going on. I I say this in jest, of course. Mike, our friend, is hanging out over on Odyssey. Good to see you again, Mike. Praise be to God. glad you're here. But uh, great conversation going on about the Constitution that came up earlier when we were discussing the the Catholic president, Joe Biden, and the Catholic uh, Congresswoman, um, Nancy Pelosi's vigorous
2: campaign against the Texas uh, pro-life law. Crazy, crazy. Here, I'll read to you what he said. He said, um, I need to argue with Adrian. And I, you know, that I, <laughs> oh, I, 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 if I, I could th- heart that twice, I would, you know, I'm just saying, he said he has to argue with Adrian, mm-hmm. and not disagree, because mm-hmm. there's mean, it's a impossible moral to. obligation. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying, he said, yeah. just because a right is not enumerated in the Constitution does not mean it is separated from the Constitution. Our right to self-defense is not enumerated, but it is implied in the Ninth Amendment. I am 100%, 100% pro-life, but believe we need to engage them logically. Uh, then let's see, he goes on to say, because I asked him to explain, uh, the, how, Abortion is found in the uh, right to privacy. And obviously, Mike is not pro-abortion. He's just making yeah, a, a defense right. for uh, just steelmanning the op- oppositional argument. Yeah. But he's saying that, of course, it is a spacious argument that stretches the Fourth Amendment beyond its intent. If we look at the ratifying convention to understand intent, the authors certainly would have agreed that all Americans have a right to protect themselves and to be secure within their premises. Privacy. Pro-abortionist and ignore the fundamental argument. When does life begin? If it is at the conception, that child is endowed with fundamental rights as enumerated in the Constitution. Uh, and then he goes on to make the, tr- the traditional uh, pro-life argument. Arguing with living constitutional adherents and uh, using their arguments is a losing proposition. I can make a principled constitutional argument that I have a right to privacy using the same lang- language George Mason would use. I cannot make the same argument for abortion. He goes on, let's see, Roe was based on a series of modernist arguments, beginning with incorporation theory. The idea that the 14th Amendment uh, abrogated the 10th and they incorporated the Bill of Rights into a state constitution, that gave SCOTUS the power to rule on constitutionality of state laws, uh, followed by separation of the church and state, governmental re- uh, repression of the expression of faith in public by those employed at any level. Uh, by the way, I teach constitutional law enforcement classes for the Constitutional yeah. Sheriffs and Police Officers Association. Uh, yes. So, I still, I still disagree, and the reason why I disagree is because even at the time when the decision of Roe v. Wade was made, the dissenting opinion, if you read the dissenting opinion at Roe v. Wade, they were still making the point that this is risk, this is an absurd, uh, argument. So, uh the white who is writing the dissent the dissenting opinion said i find nothing in the language or history of the constitution to support this court's de- judgment the court simply fashions and announces a new constitutional right for pregnant women and with scarcely any reason or authority for its action invest that right with sufficient substances to override most existing state abortion statutes he goes on a little bit further but the point being if you, let's just say, because one of the arguments that the court made at Roe v. Wade is saying, hey, look, philosophers, medicine, theologians are have no consensus about when life begins. So we're not even going to talk about the life begins question. Uh, we're just talking about this from a objective standard of like, it's a, just a body part, right? It's just part of your body. How can, wh- what is, let's address that issue. Well, here's the thing. Whenever you don't have a right under the Constitution to chop your arm off, you cannot go to a doctor and just say, hey, doc, uh, can you just chop my arm off? And they're like, why? Well, I just don't want that. That anymore. is a real thing, to be honest. It is a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's called uh, body dysmorphia. Yeah. And the doctors are not allowed they would be legally liable if they decided to chop your arm off because you desired it. And so, it's not that you can't say, "Oh, well that guy has a right to privacy and therefore he can chop his arm, he can get uh, get any doctor to chop his arm off for him or if he can find a doctor who's willing to do it, it's part of his right to privacy." Well, that's there. And then the right to privacy point, well that's the uh if you look at the constitution where it's uh, enumerates the right to pri- right to privacy. Well, it's not talking about privacy in general because privacy is not a universal law. And that's why we have in – if you study um, communication law, you have rights uh, as uh, – you cannot photograph someone or document someone in certain circumstances. But if you're in the public, well, you have no right to privacy in that sense. But what the Fourth Amendment says is you have a right of the people to be secure in their person's houses from searches and seizures. And this shall not be violated. Now, of course, Mike was making the point about the Ninth Amendment, which essentially says, well, also, we have other rights that are not going to be listed here. And you have those rights, even if it's not listed here. So, yes, that's true. Uh, and he uses the example of right to self-defense, uh, though. I think the self-defense argument is a little bit different, though, because self-defense was a pre uh, was an assumed right that we had uh, uh, that was a fundamental of all the other rights because all the other rights could not be enforced unless you had a right to self-defense, which was what the whole revolution was based off of. So uh, let me know what you think. Yeah. Praise be to God. Uh, heat is on.
4: Yeah. I had forgotten, actually, that that comes from a movie. Any ideas? What movie? I, uh, the Heat Wait, is on. You, do, do you seri- Don't on. look. Don't cheat. But have you seriously never heard the song The Heat is on? Uh, Janice, what about you? mm no. okay. okay. When you watched Beverly Hills Cop for the first time, you don't remember hearing that song? Because Beverly, Beverly Hills, Hills Cop? Are you being serious? <laughs> Neither one of you have seen Beverly Hills Cop? I'm Catholic. No. Oh my heavens!
5: And what? What year was that? Do
4: you see what I'm dealing with here, people?
1: <laughs> what, you, what do you mean? What year? <laughs> we <laughs>
5: always
4: go back in time to watch good movies. Doesn't matter what year they came out. It just, we just we watch good films. And it's a good movie. <sighs> wow. I don't know, audience. What do you think, Beverly Hills Cop? What say you? I know most of you have seen Beverly Hills Cop, uh, but. Uh, Sean Rice, Palm Face, yes, OMG, Lori says, Beverly Hills
2: Cop. Let's see the heat. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play a little tune here. Right. Well, you pull that up real quick. Is on. said, never heard it pronounced that way, Adrian. But you can, f- you can if you want to. We do the English <laughs> and the Spanish <laughs> pronunciations. Yeah, we used to because our friend who is a Greek, uh, uh was a Greek Orthodox was said, Anastasia, We would say every time we'd see her, we would say, it's "Nice to see you." So you know, yeah, Glenn Fry. Who remembers Glenn Fry?
4: Hmm. I'm just curious. Glenn Fry, Beverly Hills Cop, Eddie Murphy, Nick Nolte. They did a uh follow-up to that, didn't they not? Great movie, says Buddy. Stop he also says stop calling politicians that do- don't uphold Catholic Christian views Catholic. Yay, Yay and it. amen. Get to it already. Get to it. Yes, long, who remembers
2: dude. this? We'll definitely We're definitely gonna airstrike. We're gonna now
4: come on. I'm commenting on top of this. This is called Acceptable use. Fair Sean use, uh, gave use. a face palm. Who remembers? Who remembers? I'm just curious. I'm so confused. Me too. Oh. <laughs> Mary too. Mary Barone says, I sympathize with you, Joe.
2: Beverly Hills Cop was awesome. Yay and amen, Mary. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Clarissa Jeff- said I'm about the same age As Adrian and Janice Haven't seen that movie
5: <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Clarissa's on our team uh,
2: <laughs> Josh <laughs> said It sounds like a lawnmower <laughs> well, That's
5: because It yeah. starts with a
3: fan Good Great <laughs>
2: This is a great song dude
4: See I told you It's fantastic Eddie Murphy Flying good. behind a, a truck Doing his own stunts those were the good old days. Are you kidding me? Good luck getting an actor to do that these days. Yeah, like Tom Cruise. I actually don't know if that's him in real life. Awkward. I, have, I, I
2: made that up. I have no. It idea. probably isn't, to be honest. <laughs> Is Joe having a bad hair day? No, um, he's just wearing a hat because he's going to take off, get in the car, and drive for hours. As opposed
4: to every day, Josh. Um, yeah. Awkward.
2: Awkward. You said it, not me, buddy.
4: Uh, no, I'm I'm wearing the hat because I'm supporting my team from San Antonio today team Guadalupe Radio Network who is going to out to to the dove hunt and I'm going so I'm excited I'm pumped I'm in the I'm in the gear I'm in the mode got the kids in tow and we're going to go out and have a great time so I'm 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 supporting the team today Otherwise I don't really like wearing the hat on the show I have before but I don't like to do it because it like when I pray I don't, it's awkward wearing a hat while you yeah. pray unlike some people who do that all the time I take my hat off. Do you? Yeah. I, I guess I have to. I have to pay better attention then, if that's the case. It's it's very clear. Saint Paul said men should not wear hats when they pray. Yay and amen. Uh, Eric Rodriguez says Eddie Murphy and his laugh. You know, I have a friend uh, who does a fantastic Eddie Murphy impersonation. We, uh, we should get him on. My friend Mike from Alabama. He does a great job. Okay, TikTok times up. That's the guy. That's he don't didn't he give us? He gave us
2: some. I had some ice cream. <laughs> I have some ice <laughs> cream. And you don't uh, get some. Because you got the answer wrong.
5: <laughs> I have a question for our listener, Clarissa. I'm emailing our Benedicta Catholic Art sponsor. Um, they can embroider your child's name to the medallion. Can you uh, put on the comment, if you're still listening, the comment box, can you just type in your child's name, first, middle, last name, and then I can email that name to the Uh, our sponsor. Maybe they can embroider the name. Well, I'll
2: I'll tell you, it's not Anastasia. (laughs) Uh, That sounds more like uh, Anathema Sit, you know. Anathema Sit. (laughs) I I declare you excommunicate and anathema. I cast you into the outer darkness where there's wailing and gnashing (laughs) of teeth. That's beautiful. So beautiful. I'm trying to find the game show sounds that we never use and... Trying to find them, but they're so funny. Like here's okay. Here's here's one.
3: <laughs>
2: is that it, buddy? Is that's that what you're looking not, for right there? That's, that's not it. Give oh. him some ice cream. <laughs> Give him some ice cream, and you can't have none, cause you didn't answer it right. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, Mike Romano. Our buddy Mike. This
4: is, this is my favorite funny,
7: one. Hey, you know I ain't all that catechized, but you know that sounds
4: like a good answer to me. <laughs> That's good stuff right there. Who was that, Janice? Who was that? Do you know?
5: um, I don't know, but I, I, it's funny. I don't know. You don't, <laughs> even
3: uh,
2: Adrian knows this one. No, this is one of my favorite movies God. of all time. I, it's like top, top. I don't even know. Like probably three of those movies in the series are in my top five. <laughs> it's uh, Rocky Balboa. Hey, hey, yo, Rocky. You know my favorite oh, line yes, from Rocky.
5: Rocky is uh,
2: whenever Rocky proposes to Adrian, he's like. Yeah. Hey, yo Adrian, I was I was wondering if uh, you, you wouldn't mind marrying me too much
3: <laughs> <laughs> And
2: Adrian's like, what's that Rocky? And she he's like Yeah, I was just I was just wondering if you wouldn't mind marrying me too much oh yes rocky and then he turns to the tiger because he's proposing in the zoo and he turns to the guy <laughs> and goes yo mr tiger we're getting married <laughs> it cracks me up or or when the guy is like trying to get his uh get him signed up for commercial deals and he can't read and so he does have a phone oh. and he's like he's like uh so uh we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk uh we'll we'll call you you and he's like you got a number he goes oh yeah yeah i'll call you i'll be like
5: hey yo <laughs> that's so funny.
2: Uh, James has
4: called me out on, uh, on our live stream on our website. He, he's uh, said, uh, the heat is on. Glenn Fry of the Eagles sang it. It came out in 1984, Beverly Hills Cop. But and Nick Nolte was not in it. He's right. That's, a, that's 48 hours. My bad. I'm sorry. I should have known that. Wow, I should wow, have remembered. I mean, explained. I was there back then. I sh- you you know, hate movies, don't you? But you know, those decades were kind of fuzzy to me. There were a lot going on. Stallone, Janice, are you serious? James uh, James asks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, have you, speaking of Stallone and, uh, and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, have you seen the AI videos on YouTube where people take Stallone and Schwarzenegger and impose their faces on other people? It's hilarious. Mm. It's like a whole bunch of these YouTube videos mm. where they use a- artificial intelligence to... Uh, to do this, it is actually hilarious. So they put they put Stallone and Schwarzenegger in all kinds of crazy situations, like the Dumb and Dumber movie, for instance. I saw that the other day. It's hilarious.
5: <clears throat> well, speaking about AI and all the ways that you can manipulate media now, um, there's talk. I I, I recently heard there's talk about like a lot of the news coverage is mm. actually like AI yes. artificial, like animated oh, yeah. things. Yeah. Or even like like there was one video I saw of Joe Biden where he was um giving a press release in front of um, you know, some uh journalist mm-hmm. and the, the the hand of the journalist was actually cut off. Like you could see how edited it was and all you could see was the mic without the hand. And <laughs> That's so scary. yeah, yeah. I saw like, I saw wow. that that was like two, three months ago I saw it and um and everybody was talking about it on Instagram and saying like Oh, like, you know, you, you think that this is a, yeah. a press release, but it's just a, it's just a, it's basically a theatrical...
1: PR. It's just yeah.
5: PR performance, and they, yeah. it's a mock-up, you know? Yeah, and they don't, I have they seen They don't examples. really, they don't really have real journalists. They just have, like, you know, artificial intelligence, and it's well, all computer-generated. When, Bar- uh, yeah. when Barack
4: Obama was president, he talked about AI once, and they, because they, they used him as an experiment to create a fake... Barack Obama, uh, to basically, could they create something that looked real uh, and then make him say whatever they wanted? Mm -hmm. And so they used him as an experiment and he commented (laughs) on the fact that they used him and he loved Mm -hmm. the idea and all of that. But Mm -hmm. it was actually kind of scary because if they can create something that looks real, passable, it would would fake you. These deep fakes are pretty advanced. The only thing that's holding them back from truly using this to manipulate the masses is the voice. They were they couldn't at that point uh, recreate people's voices perfectly. Yeah, but mm. you can get a higher
2: enough someone good enough. But yeah, that's the thing, it, isn't yeah, it? Exactly. You may not be able to do it digitally, but you there are some people who have yeah. some um, like micromoto.
4: And then once they have that technology, that capability how do you know what you're seeing is true?
1: Mm-hmm. How do you know it's yeah. right?
4: I mean, are we going to spend exhaustive well, efforts yeah. uh fact-checking mm-hmm. all of this before we, anybody reports? The news cycle is is hours old, not even days old now. We're we're looking at stories that break constantly and continually. How are you supposed mm-hmm. to keep up with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know.
5: And so that's why it's it's kind of hard to even trust uh newsworthy uh sometimes headlines or articles and it's hard because it's how how true is it? You know, how Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
4: who do you trust? Who, do you, who don't you trust? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, Bree brought this up earlier about uh, diversifying sources, and uh, she, she mentioned ground. Now, I've been using ground. I love ground. I think it's fantastic because one of the things it does is it gives you the ability to see multiple perspectives of the same story. It actually gives you all the other stories from all the other sources in one place, and you can kind of pick and choose between them, and you can see differences. Mm-hmm. It gives you a biased rating of the source. I actually quite enjoy using ground, but um, I also look at several aggregators, too, just to kind of see what's going on out there. But, uh, boy, it's, it's getting tough, but the AI technology of faking people, yikes. Really
5: Well, actually, I saw an Instagram reel the other day of a celebrity who they they did that to him where uh, I can't remember his name. I'll have to look it up. But um, there was a celebrity that they they basically recreated with AI and he was playing the guitar. And then they uh, also messed with his voice. So it looked like he was giving a performance, but it really wasn't him. It was just a computer generated uh Corridor Crew
2: does a great uh, they do deep fakes a lot and they did one for Tom Cruise. They did one for... Yeah. Yes, uh, I think it
5: was Tom Cruise. That's the one that I uh, saw. Yeah, that
2: was a good one. Who was the other one he did? Now, they, that was they, really good. They stack the deck
4: in their favor by getting a guy who, who does Tom Cruise like impersonations yeah. already. So And it was really good, It was though. very, very good. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, oh, they redid the Luke Skywalker scene. Oh, yeah, that was from, really good. From um, Mandalorian. From Mandalorian. But, by the way, if you're listening, Disney, that's what we wanted the whole time. You wasted three movies worth of junk when you could have just given us what Mandalorian gave us. In one scene. Uh Just saying.
2: Uh, going back to Mike. Mike said, uh, let's see. I do not disagree with the dissent. They were spot on. Roe invented a right where there was not one. They use a fluid definition of privacy to allow murder. Thank you for fairly articulating my argument. We are arguing small degrees of disagreement. Yeah. I mean, we, we completely agree on the actual truth of the matter. It's just the question of whether, uh, what is, how strong is the opposing argument and of course obviously uh now that we have modern medical technology mm-hmm. and we recognize that life begins the moment of conception and nobody even argues this point anymore that's why we see more and more of uh, pro-abortion people saying yeah it's a it's a it's a real life. it's a life i don't i just don't care i have a right to kill it anyways uh because me, then we had a more primitive technology but now we can literally see the baby With uh, ultrasound technology. Yeah. So it's like, it's not even like the, the, all the arguments that they had back then are, are even, even those weak arguments have been completely smashed. But even if we didn't have the technology, we would still be right. Right. Of course. And just the technology just sort of endorses. Just makes it, it just makes it that much harder for you to say otherwise. For sure. Either way. Uh Pete Pete says did you see how
4: EWTN got ripped to pieces for President Biden in his abortion stand No I didn't see See EWTN that. got yes, ripped that to pieces was, I'm not on, sure what that is That
5: was on a Catholic News Agency so mm. um their secretary I can't remember uh Red brunette lady <laughs> 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 Got it. Is, that's
3: your official title. Oh, as <laughs> The red brunette lady. Uh, circle back. Awkward circle on a business back,
6: card,
4: but Jen, okay. Oh, yes. Jen.
5: Yes. Pa- yeah.
4: Pusky? yeah. Pa- pa- Jen. So okay.
5: during Pisaki. during a press uh, um, yeah. release, she Spread was red brunette lady. She, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> circle back, lady. Yes. <laughs> circle back, lady. Now that's, I
6: know what you're that's talking That's how about.
5: irrelevant she is about? to me. <laughs> but uh, basically, she was um, giving a press release and. An EWTN reporter asked her about Joe Biden's stance on the Texas law that uh, was just passed recently, and she she answered. She said, uh, "Are you a woman? Um, you've never you've never experienced pregnancy, so uh, <laughs> y- you wouldn't understand the uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the issues that are at stake." So, if something. I was there,
2: I would have asked. How do you know? <laughs> I, I could have been pregnant. You uh, know like, that I'm not. I identify you, as how, a wait, 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 woman. How, how did you me? Did you ask me if I was wow. a
4: woman? Wow. Excuse me. Ex- you imply you that I was a man. Are you assuming <laughs> my pronouns? But in all seriousness, look at how they, they treat pregnancy like it's a disease, mm-hmm. like it's a virus to be avoided. Mm-hmm. I mean, to get vaccinated from. You know, it's just so insane the logic and the thinking. It's really diabolical. It's, tra- it's tragic. Either way, I don't know what happened to EWTN, but I do know this. Uh, uh, Biden, Pelosi, and all the rest that are public figures who purport to be Catholics, uh, they are unclear because of their, pa- their public statements. Their statements, not our statements. Their public statements to make it very clear. They are an absolute contradiction to the moral teaching of Holy Mother Church based on natural law. And that is a problem. And how is it charitable if we pretend as though everything is Okay that we can continue to pretend that, uh, that they should continue to be in communion. It's not charitable to their souls. If we receive communion every single day, seven days a week until we die, but die, we die in a state of uh, mortal sin, we go to hell. We go to hell. And mm-hmm. maybe every one of those com- communions would be a condemnation against us as punishment in hell. Mm-hmm. Where is the charity? Charity for their soul means to call them to repentance
2: out of charity. So, pretty sad. Amen.
5: I just linked the article on the group chat, so you can kind of take a look at it. Yeah. yeah
2: Buddy nine said, there are women on TikTok filming their abortions. That's horrible. That's disgusting. Um, yeah, that is absolutely vile. Um, you know, it's, cr- it's ridiculous, though, because I have a friend who uh, he does cigar reviews on TikTok and he got taken down for adult content. <laughs> and even though he, he says that he puts out like, oh, this, you know, don't smoke if you're not old enough to smoke. And all he's doing is like, yeah, I like this cigar. I don't really like this cigar. And he got taken down off of TikTok for adult content. Wow. Yet women are allowed to put up uh, abortions themselves filming their abortions they're allowed to post murder on tiktok we have witches on tiktok we right. have all these violent or, like, young girls uh t- t- practically showing having child pornography on tiktok yeah but yet uh smoking a cigar is too far that's adult content or, that's absurd how about let's go to youtube because youtube you might recall uh under the last presidency had
4: to in uh, start asking creators whether or not content was created for children or not. And if you say no, which we do here, we actually label every video as not safe for kids because uh, you get held liable for a lot of stuff if you say yes to that. Well, that means your videos don't show up in search for uh, children content, which is a huge chunk of the YouTube audience. So there's a lot of people who will never see our videos because we say no to every video. Well, here's the kicker. They've discovered that even though uh, w- groups like us, conservative voices, religious voices, things like that, will get uh, censored that way, gay channels, pro-gay channels are routinely showing up in the search for children. That is a very common thing.
2: Google it. You'll find stories. Mm. It's, it's actually very crazy. It's, it's upside down world. And Josh made a good point here. He said, no one should take the clergy seriously as long as they choose to oppress traditional Catholics while they let heretics go unchecked. Yeah, it makes it really hard because it seems very hip, hypocrisy, mm. very hypocritical to do such things. And Buddy Canine said, why do we not call abortion child sacrifice? Well, it is child it sacrifice. Is. We should talk about that because what are they doing? Oh. They're sacrificing their children at the altar of convenience and their God is themselves. But
4: worse, it's worse. It's Moloch. We're going to ask Zach King this question next week, Buddy, because he in his testimony has told uh, many people that this is a part of the of the satanic coven that the uh part of the their actual work that they do in the covens is to participate in the child sacrifice at abortion mills. So we're gonna ask them about that. How what does that look like? Because this is actually child sacrifice. It's absolutely insane. Uh let's see what else. Um Lori says the press secretary is also known as Chucky. Ouch, <laughs>
5: oh, ouch. Because that's
4: what she looks like. Ouch! Correct.
5: That's another level. Um, okay. Maybe hey. too rude. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
4: listen, in Miss Circleback's ca- uh,
2: defense, she's taller than the doll. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you say Miss Nickelback? Circleback.
6: Circleback.
2: Oh, I thought you were saying she married one of the Nickelback people. Wow.
5: <laughs> Man, where is? What are we talking about? I
2: don't know. She's the already married. She has, of the apocalypse. she has kids. To Nickelback?
5: No, she's married. <laughs> huh? I know she's what? married, but I don't. I don't think she's married to Nickelback.
4: I have no idea how Nickelback got involved in all of this. But
5: have a great Friday.
4: Praise be to God. I hope you have a, a wonderful, relaxing weekend. We'll see you back here. Well, we won't be back here on Monday. We're out Monday for Labor Day. Um, but we do have a great show. Brand new content you've never heard before. Phil Lawler, right? Phil Lawler.
2: Uh, I have to.
4: Yes, Bill and, Lawler and Lynn, Riley, uh, Robert Riley. Was so great content coming your way on Friday, but we'll be out for Labor Day. Uh, you get the podcast; you can watch it online as well. And uh, Zach King, nine eleven, Jay Richards. A lot coming up next week. God bless you. God love you. We'll see you soon. Pray for me in the dove hunt. Take care. Thank you for joining us.